Hey everyone, Josh Dow Creator here, and we had so much fun doing the giveaway with the last episode that we decided to do it again this episode. So, it's really plain and simple. Listen to the episode and count the number of artists listed in this episode. When you're all done, post your guesses in the comments. Is it more than one? Yes. The person who is closest to the magic number wins a real Wham Radio shirt signed by the cast. Good luck, everybody. Zero count. Wham Radio, Season 3, Episode 4, The Bachelorette Party. We see the lemur Rocky head out to go to Tommy in Crazy Town Paradise. It was a blue October sunset when Pixie and Fauna closed the door and stood in the house. Fauna now lived with Lemur and Rocky and her sister Sadie. They moved into Lemur's place when their mother had passed away. Fauna inherited and now ran the radio station. It was still number one in ratings, but Fauna now had to figure out how to run it without the help of Lemur. So now that I'm back, you don't have to worry about a thing. I got you a secret squirrel. <laughs> a secret squirrel? Yeah. What do you know? Look at what you're marrying. Mm. <laughs> hey, what's that supposed to mean? Nothing. I'm just joshing you. But don't doubt it. That joke's like from 1988. You should leave it there. You know why that's so popular? Do you know who Josh Dowd was? Um, nobody does. He's not real. That's what makes the few like me who know him very special. I met him. He's very mystical. Now come on, let me see it. Mystical? Like how? Like Our Lady of Peace? Or like Terraplane Sun? Um, I don't know how to describe it. Maybe like a star set? I swear I'm not joshing you, he's real. Yeah, okay, so what's the story, Morning Glory? You know, I thought it was slang, like vlogging Molly, sleeping with sirens, or even Seven Mary Three? Holy white hounds. Damn, for a raccoon, he got you a giant rock. I bet he blew his whole wad on it. <laughs> Maybe I'll get a chance to show you the myth of Josh Dowd before your bachelorette party. Who is wad, you perv? Hey, when is that starting, by the way? I would like to know. I'll make peanut butter chocolate penis cookies for us. You know, my specialty. You and your peanut butter penis. Mmm, guppy. I haven't had one of those in a long time. I can totally doom slayer a couple of those anytime you make them. <laughs> you know, it feels weird being a widow. The only rule to baking is not measuring ingredients or following directions? No, the only rule to baking is no cake, and we don't talk about baking. <laughs> right? So tell me what happened. I thought Sebastian was playing possum, but nope, he had a heart attack. When I found him, he had a weird, grateful dead smirk. His smile-emptied soul is nellied inside my third eye blind spot. What? Whoa, that's highly suspect. I'm so sorry, secret squirrel. It's always the good ones taken from us. I think it was the sex. I mean, look at this. If Emeril were here, he would ban me. Heck, girl, he would ban you too. Bam, bam! <laughs> Come on, let's go get my twisted sister. I gotta stop at the radio station real quick and put lemur ships in for the week. I'll do mine as well. Then I can enjoy what you got planned. They walked upstairs to Sadie's room and knocked on her door. Hey, Sadie. Pixie and I are headed out. The bachelorette party may start while we're out. Fauna looked over at Pixie, who nodded her head yes. You want to tag along? Fuck yeah. I was totally armored for sleep, but I'm up for an adventure. So what are we doing? Where are we going? Ooh, are we going to get Fauna strippers? Maybe go to Europe? Asia? Kansas? So hey, Sadie. Sorry my prank backfired and I got Lemur to kiss me instead of Rocky. I was going to put a dead animal head in Rock's mouth to mess with him. I told her he eats anything. But the plan backfired on me like men at work. And I got Lemur instead. Yuck. Ugh, so gross. How did it taste? Like a head in the heart of skaters from San Francisco. Wow, damn, that's... Specific, very dark, and cold in a disturbed way. You need Dr. Dre or the spin doctors. <laughs> I like it. You're welcome. But no, I'm good, Fawn. So, Sadie, are we cool? I don't want us to be arch enemies or public enemies either. 
I want you to look at me like another sister. <laughs> okay, Pixie, don't worry about it. We are as good as Arkells or Kopecky. I'm not mad. Let me let you in on a little secret. Mom told me way back when, sometimes you gotta make your guy sweat a little bit. That's all I'm doing. When I see him, I'll tell him I missed him and he was on my mind, blah blah bullshit, he'll eat up, and everything will be good again. It's a simple plan. Damn girl, that's evil, but I fucking love it. You're such a modest mouse. The girls gathered their things and went downstairs and headed out the door. They hopped into Pixie's rent-a-car and headed to the radio station. As they are driving, Sadie started sprinkling something over Fauna's head. Um, what are you doing? Pixie glanced over at Fauna and saw Sadie making it rain little confetti pieces over Fauna's head. She joined in the fun of making it rain. We're showering you in confetti of little tiny baby wieners. Um, awesome, but you can't start the festivities till I get done at work. It'll take me about an hour of focus to deal with any of the kinks that there might be. After that, we can be out like the Go-Go's. As they pulled up to the radio station, they all went inside. Bono went right to work in one of the studios, voice tracking her show and inserting Lemur's show for the week. Pixie sat in Fauna's office with Sadie bored to tears. Hey, do you think we can smoke some of this in Fauna's office? I don't think she would care, but probably not a good idea just in case she has to meet up with clients and such. That's a bad example. We don't want a hooba stank it up to three days grace in here. She'll kill us. Oh, good. Call Puff Daddy. You're probably right. Come on, I can't sit here any longer. It's been hours. I'm losing my mind. Is there a bathroom or a basement we can go to? Oh, any good tiny places to hotbox? This is some good stuff. I also have to base her. Gouge away, wave of mutilation, and hey. Hey? Hey! <laughs> I don't really like to go down there ever since it happened, but I think I know just the place. Sadie took Pixie to the elevator. They got inside and began to head down to the basement. So, you and Lemur are all good? You're not gonna have to kick him in the shins, are you? Maybe put him into a death cab for cutie? <laughs> yeah, we're cool. You sound like a paranoid social club. Lemur's as loyal as a dog. I know he wouldn't have kissed you unless it was a good reason. Well, anyway, I feel like I owe you one. So here's a special joint that allows... Sadie joined the joint out from Pixie's hand and put it away in a special weed container she had on her. This joint is the same thing. It's special. You stop time when you smoke. Well, you'll see what I mean. Be careful with this. With the joint? No, with the amazing advice I'm about to lay down you. Of course the joint. Actually, I do have one piece of advice now that I think of it. And here it is. Sometimes a five-finger death punch can't do what a motorhead slipknot can. Whoa, that's shatter advice. You know it's messed up what happened with your mom. I know. I can't believe it. That's why I wanted to come down here. I've been scared to visit this place, but I want to say my goodbye. The elevator landed on the bottom floor, and Sadie opened up the door. Pixie went to walk out, but she was quickly stopped by Sadie. I get it. Trade in some tears for fears. So what's the stitch? What happened? I guess Mr. Pen Quinn lost his mind and took her with him. They still haven't found the bodies. It's been months. The police think it was Salvia. He had notes about how he grew it and perfected it. He claimed it gave him glimpses of the past, present, and future. <gasps> we gotta get some for Fauna. I've seen it mess Rocky, Lemur, and Fauna up. It's kind of scary to do. They described it as a mega death, whatever that means. You know, thanks for coming down here. I needed closure, and I know you'd have my back if anything went wrong. Don't worry, secret squirrel. I got you. Like I said earlier, Fauna and you are like sisters I've never had. I'm here if you need me. I'll kick ass and take names, or just loan an ear to let you vent your gossip. Okay, coolio. Sounds good, I'll take you up on that. <laughs> so serious talk right now, hear me out. On Earth, we have a North, South, East, and West. But what is that in space? Whoa, I don't know. What? I have no idea. I mean, the Earth is already tilted on an axis, and always spinning. So East now is just gonna be West later on? Whoa, you just went seriously deep. I have no clue. Sounds like you need a black sheep astronomer. Or wait, you know who you should be asking? Alexandria! She would know. Pixie closed the door to the elevator. 
Sadie hit the switches, and they began to rise from the basement. Pixie lit up another joint, and they started smoking it, filling the elevator up with smoke. Hey, wait, did the elevator just stop moving? Why didn't the door open? Oh, my bugs, Bonnie, I think we're stuck. Pixie? Pixie? Why aren't you moving? Are you playing possum again? Huh? What? Oh, sorry, I zoned out for a moment. I'm stoned, are you? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I can feel it when I look around. <laughs> did you notice that we're not moving? Neither is time or the elevator. Wait, so I can't move my body? What's going on? <laughs> That's because we're at the top. If you blink 182 times, you'll be all good. You confetti dick. I thought I was going to be able to stop time. Pixie crouched down and threw her hands up in the air and whispered. What are you saying? Are you about to take a shit right here in the elevator? No, you idiot! Look at your watch! Sadie looked at the hands on her watch, and they moved quickly forward through time. Whoa, that's trippy. How did you do that? Bono ripped open the door to the elevator, and smoke started to pour out, and time would resume. Gotcha! Ah! Here you guys are! I was looking for you everywhere! You just gave me a stroke. Nine times! Wow, look at this place! It's kept so clean! It must take an army of the pretty reckless to make it look this good. Actually, no, it's Lemur. He just drinks a little bit of a can of Mountain Goat's Dew, and that's all the fuel he needs. I swear, I think that shit turns boys to men. Wait, did we just travel through time? Pixie looked at Sadie and tapped her nose two times. The three girls would leave the radio station and drive to the airport. They would go inside and hop on a plane and fly around the world six times until they finally landed. A chauffeur greeted them as they got off the plane. They hopped into a limousine and went on their way. So did anybody else notice that the airplane is a Jefferson airplane? I thought it was a Led Zeppelin. You guys cracker me up. I love your bad company. It was a Jefferson Starship. So where are we? Paradise. Like where the guys went to? Yup, exactly. Why should they get to have all the fun? I've got connections here. We're gonna hit crazy town tonight. Woo! This isn't no Coldplay. I got you both, and we're gonna have a great time. Hey, look what I found inside my desk at work. It was hidden in a secret compartment down where my legs are. Whoa, is that saliva? Like the stuff that drove your old boss crazy? Yep, it's for us to indulge in later. The limo brought the girls to a mansion. It was actually Pixie's place. She was in the process of moving all of her things to Eagle Falls. This is where she lived before. All the girls got their things and got ready to go out. So Pixie, if you live in this Eiffel 65, why would you ever want to leave it? I've made my nut. I've got all this money, and I'm pretty much retired now. I have no kids, and I'm a widow. I'll always treasure the memories I've made here. But it's really too big of a place for one possum. So I'm selling it and moving to Eagle Falls, where my BFFs and I won't be alone. I will miss one thing from here, though. My Savage Garden. Ooh, and the Pearl Jams are nice, too. Well, you won't be alone, hun, anymore. We got you. You're one of us now. Yeah, one of us. <laughs> hey, you know what I just realized? What? How easy it was to get ready when I didn't have to make Lemur wait. I know, right? I was good in like 20 minutes. Drop an ice cube in my drink and I'm done. Simple minds, right? I swear, Rocky makes me wait just because he knows I'm gonna make him wait. It's like a weird game to him. So, stupid question. Why are you gonna marry him? Like, do you really love him? Yes, absolutely. I'm a better person when I am with him. He makes me laugh, checks on me, asks me about my day, and does nice little things for me without even asking. He's my bird dog. I feel the same about Lemur. 
It's like he brings out a sonic youth in me. I feel the same way about you gals. So a little dove told me the other day that the devil wears Prada. I wish I wore Prada. It's all those little things, you know? He drives me home when I'm too drunk to drive. He doesn't get jealous when I hang out with you guys. He laughs at my dumb jokes when no one else does. Like I said to him yesterday, hey Rock, is a hypnopotamus cool or just like a really cool potamus? Oh, come on, that's funny. Your jokes are so lame. It makes me want to put my head in a hole. The girls pulled up to a bar and went inside and had a few drinks. Sadie was like a ninja at the bar. She would go up and converse with other people there and snake their drinks away from them when they were delivered. She would do this all night to people that weren't paying attention. It was like a roulette of what you might get to drink, but at least the alcohol was free. They would end up leaving after a few hours with a nice buzz. But the night was still young. Come on, I know a great place I gotta take you. It's the world's best winery. No, the galaxy's universe. Devil driver, sir, please take this crazy death cab for cutie to crazy town. Yes, madam. Wine. I like wine. I also like Phantom Planet's chips and Jimmy Eat World's pizza. Pixie and Lana didn't know what to say, so they gave Sadie a blank stare. They all hopped into the limo, and the driver brought them to Crazy Town. As they got there, they were greeted by a pixie that looked exactly like Pixie Possum. Hello, welcome to Crazy Town. Are you here for business or pleasure? Pleasure, please. Holy cow, are you Pixie Possum? I heard you're leaving us. Aw, I'm so glad I got to see you one more time. Here, take this. It will grant you access after you leave paradise. Really? Oh snap, you're the best. Thanks very much. She opened up the gate and let the girls pass inside. Bona and Sadie were glued to their windows, looking all around at the wondrous things that they were seeing. Look, there's corn and scary beetles fighting eagles, and other animals everywhere. Ooh, look at those TLC waterfalls. And that store has some bright spheres. I see a blues traveler, some beastie boys fighting some backstreet boys in sync, I might add. Ooh, up ahead, a band of horses and a paramore eating garbage. If you look to your right, you'll see some stone temple pilots. There are 21 statues for the 21 pilots of the animals that gave their life to help make this paradise what it is today. This place looks like Boston. No, wait, I mean Kansas. Oh my bugs bunny, this place is weird. There is an audio slave with a pacifier over here and I hope he isn't going to rise against us. Be careful, don't make eye contact or he'll come running over here and give you his five finger death punch. Really? If he comes anywhere near me, I'll make him see rolling stones on the pavement with my nine inch nails. <laughs> hey, how come that chick that let us in looked just like you? Oh, she's a cousin of mine from my mother's side. What an outcast. <laughs> I don't know why I thought you were gonna say Muse. So does this place have a president like the United States? It's not a president of the United States, but more of a queens and kings. Our one ruler who looks over us here, King of Leon, is in Crazy Town. The town people are protected by Foo Fighters and the police. The ones we are ruled by live far away, but they have the biggest territory and we call them the Queens of the Stone Age. They also have a really cute prince named Bruno Mars with a Z. He sounds so dreamy. <gasps> hey, bird dogs, look over there. There's a guster of stray cats stepping wolf-like. They are the pretenders in this place. They're really fish. Anybody else out of fuel? Hey, Devil Driver, how close are we to the winery? My shirt is stained, and I need a new one from the trunk. About two minutes, madame. Thank you, Driver. Phew, if he said any longer, I was gonna have to smash mouths. <laughs> hey, Pixie, is there an Aerosmith in town? Really, Sadie, why would you need an Aerosmith? Lemur collects stupid things like that. I was gonna get him an arrowhead. That or a bullet. A bullet? Yes, a bullet for my valentine. The limousine stopped at a red light, and two random girls ran over. 
Pixie rolled down the window and took something from him. The light would turn green and they would arrive at the world's galaxies. Wait, yeah, universe's greatest winery. Seconds later. What did they just give you? Salt and pepper. The salt is to ward off evil spirits. The pepper's for good luck. We call them Spice Girls. Sometimes you get oregano or paprika. And this time they gave you salt and pepper? Aren't those condiments? Wait, what are you doing? Don't put them there. Put them on the coasters. I don't know why, but the blonde girl rubs me the wrong way. I don't like her. Who cares? I just know you don't punch a gift horse in the mouth. Come on, we're here. Let's go get swasted. Pixie got out of the limo and walked inside. Fauna was right behind her, and Sadie brought up the rear. They were greeted as they walked inside by the bartender. Hello, Pixie Fauna. Sadie, come on in, pull up a chair, and stay a while. How does he know my name? Just go with it. Don't ask questions. Relax. Have a good time. I think he may be an incubus, so don't piss him off. Hello, ladies. I've been expecting you. Please sit down on my bundle of stick. Bona gave Pixie a look like you planned this, didn't you? But Pixie shook her head no. I know Fauna is getting married, and you have all chosen to spend part of her bachelorette party here. So let me tell you a little bit about my special drinks. I have found the perfect combination of wine for each of you to enjoy, based on your aura. The taste is whatever your heart desires. I swear it by the old and new creed of the bartender. He poured each of them different wine, but from the same giant goblet that had magically appeared in his hand with their cups in front of them. He walked away after he finished pouring, and the girls began to talk and sip their delicious wine. This place is weird. I mean, look, he has a whole bunch of Guns N' Roses and Sex Pistols on his walls. Hmm, this wine tastes like peach mango. Mine tastes like the cranberries of my public enemy. You too? Mine's definitely like a cranberry poison apple. You know, this place gives off a homey vibe, like an oasis or a place of nirvana. It's really messing with my chemical romance. But I love this place with its white stripes wallpaper. Sadie pounded her wine and became instantly drunk. Hey, where did the bartender go? That's Josh Dowd. You know the, I'm just joshing, but don't doubt it playing? Everybody's been saying nowadays. He started it. Because it's his fucking name. I thought my parents were cruel to name me that, but it is what it is. Sometimes you just gotta roll with the punches. You know, I'm one of the founding fathers of Crazy Town. Who are the others? Sean Seether of the South, Wally Weezer of the West, and some bare naked ladies of the North. Hey JD, any chance I could get a plate of Blue Oyster Cult while we're sitting here relaxing? Oh, and cream on top of our pie for dessert too, please. Why, yes you can. It's my specialty. Coming right up for you, hun. Oh, one quick thing. So the wine I make shows each individual that drinks it something special. I hope you all enjoy. Hi, yeah, I'm a wineaholic. I need more wine. I drank it all. I'm sorry, Sadie Squirrel, but only one per customer. Your trip should start right about now. You didn't tell me the wine has hallucinogenics! <laughs> oh, damn. It's hitting me. Whew. Okay, I got this. <laughs> it's, it's totally okay, Pixie. Just, just come down. Pixie and Fauna shared a silent three-second stare. Fauna played alone to Pixie, thinking that she was her, and said, Well, hey, Fauna. Can you hand me that Matchbox 20 right there? I'm going to go outside and have quick smoke. No, wait. I, I thought I was Fauna. Aren't I? I'm not Pixie, I'm Fauna. No, wait. Am I, am I Sadie? Yeah. Who am I? 
Hey, Fauna, you can smoke that right here if you want to, hun. I own the place. No need to have to go outside unless you really want to. Really? Okay, cool. Thank you. Fauna went and sat back down at the bar and took a sip of her wine and lit up a joint. As she inhaled and exhaled, she took another sip of wine and started to have a mini panic attack as her trip was starting. All three of the girls would see different things. We start with Sadie, whose wine-tested trip took her back to the past. We see Sadie on top of a rooftop in broad daylight with a mini squirrel right next to her. She's standing on top of a building in the center of town, looking for crime. She was dressed head to toe as a superhero named Squirrel Woman. Hmm, the town of Everclear looks pretty good today, Jibber Jabber. Maybe we ought to hurry back to HVCC. Maybe we can make it to journalism class sometime today. I know, Professor Katz hates me, but it's because I'm always late. A loud explosion went off nearby, and Sadie and her faithful companion, Jibber Jabber, raced off to the danger to save the day. Jibber Jabber was a squirrel just like Sadie, but he never fully mutated. Besides being so small and an average squirrel, he possessed telekinesis and was super strong for being so tiny. If Secret Squirrel doesn't arrive in a minute and expose her true identity, I'll lay waste to this town. Let's see you beat my sports team of henchmen. You're no match for them or their scorpion pinches. <laughs> well, Jibber Jabber, once late for school is always late for school. You take the high ground, I'll take the low. And JJ, be careful, look out for his... Chuckwood spotted the two nearby, getting ready for an attack. He powered up his gauntlets that he wore on his hands that caused shockwaves wherever he had pointed them. Hey, look at my gauntlets! Shock blast! Sadie and Jibber Jabber went flying in different directions when he blasted the gauntlets at them. As Sadie got up to the ground and looked for her friend, she didn't see him anywhere, and she talked to herself as she charged in. Okay, Secret Squirrel, you got this. He doesn't know where you are, so let's keep it like that. Stick to the plan. Go low, and Jibber Jabber will go high. Chuck Wood fired a blast right at her feet, destroying the path, but she was ready for it. Shock blast at your chicken jaw jaw! She turned to her side and did a cartwheel flip in the air, dodging his attack. As Chuck went to blast her a few more times, Jibber Jabber would appear out of nowhere behind him and deliver about a thousand scratches within one minute. Ow! Stop with all the thousand scratches! Oh, it's only been a minute! Get off me, Jibber Jabber! Ugh! Chuck would eventually get his hands on Jibber Jabber and throw him into a wall really hard, knocking him out. As Chuck fell down to his knees in pain. Oh my lord, what a fight! Ah! Uh, ah! Uh. Sadie would come in for the final blow and knock him out for the count. Ah! 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 The police would arrive on the scene and Sadie would watch as they took him away to jail. Oh shit! I forgot about Professor Katz's class. We quickly see her change into normal clothes by spinning in a circle in an alleyway. It's actually pretty cute to watch the little tiny squirrel Jibber Jabber do the same thing. She opened up her backpack and JJ got inside. They took off running to class. We return to reality to see Sadie is drooling all over herself, staring off into the distance. As we fade over right next to where we see Pixie, her trip was much different. She would hear different songs inside of her head 
and was living them out inside of her mind. Pixie's trip started. Pixie and the girls would get up and get out of the bar and go outside and get in their limo. We see the girls go to the mall and go on a shopping spree. Bona tries on multiple skirts and shirts and even finds her perfect wedding dress. She would also get a mani-pedi for herself. Sadie and Pixie got their bridesmaid dresses and new outfits as well. Pixie picked out a really pretty flower blouse and also got her nails done. Sadie got her feet and also grabbed a new band shirt to wear with her new ripped jeans. After shopping, the girls went out into the mall and Pixie convinced them they all needed to get new piercings. Without any hesitation, Pixie goes and gets a nose ring, Fauna gets another earring, and Sadie gets a surprise for a lemur. And he hates surprises, but I think I'll like this one. Next, they go bowling, and they have some wine slushies. They bowl three games, and in the final game, Fauna bowls a 300. They would end this girl's night of fun with a quick massage at the spa. As Pixie was in her booth relaxing, a guy would emerge and start massaging her. He laughed a few times, a strange but familiar laugh. And this irked Pixie, so she sat up and turned around to see who it was. But when she did this, it was revealed they had no face. She screamed, and then it kissed her. They would start to become one and Pixie would scream herself awake. Ah! No, get it off me! Pixie looked all around the room and saw Sadie was drooling all over herself. She then looked over to Fauna, and her eyebrows were pushed down. It looked as though Fauna was concentrating on something, and really hard. Pixie's trip seemed like it only lasted five seconds of summer, but two hours had actually gone by. Fauna's trip started out very peaceful. She saw a beautiful big house, and she walked inside and was greeted by two offspring, one child of about nine and the other six, a boy and a girl. Rocky would emerge and give her a kiss. Welcome home, beautiful. Long time no see. <laughs> I saw you about two hours ago. I know. I just can't believe it. You got even more beautiful since this morning. I know sometimes my senses fail, but not now. That's only in the fall. Aw, I love you too, boo. Why are you clicking your tongue? First off, that's the click five. I'm trying to gather everybody so we can all say goodbye. It's what we feared would always happen, Fawn. I gotta hold a Sadie to watch the kids. Sadie shows up and grabs the kids and leaves within a blink of an eye. Huh? What? What's going on? Everything's like a blur. Imagine dragons or arctic monkeys, but bigger. It's like our whole world has been God's back. We thought we had nine days, but we were so wrong. Stupid gear, the Kesha. We gotta lizzo out of here. What? You're not making any sense. We gotta Duran Duran out of here? Why? Aha! Uh -huh. It's a simple plan. I have worked out all the kinks. This entire time, we've just been figments in someone's mind. But somehow, we were created and given life. Well, that life is going to be taken from us if we don't do something. We don't have much time. Explain it to me. What do we have to do? It was the narrator. He was mm, never really dead. He just let us think that he was and drug up whatever we desire. But now, everything's really coming to an end. Parts of the town have been disappearing and fading out of existence. They don't even have any color. The narrator is ending everything, Fawn. Even Rocky's Ridge disappeared. Rocky's Ridge! Here, take my velvet revolver just in case. Okay, I got it, but how do we stop it? How long do we have? Three days of grace, I think. I don't even know if we can stop it, Vaughn. It's like we're in an REM of sleep. 
in this moment at an all-time long and we'll be gone from this green day. Holy Mumford and Sons! What? What is it? The narrator already got crazy town. They are fully gone from existence. A giant light flashed in the distance and then a loud boom explosion could be heard. Fauna, will you hold me? I fear that our time has come and we're too late. We gotta find the narrator and stop him. Don't forget! Fauna opened up her arms and Rocky went over and gave her a hug. They would quickly get vaporized and fade away from existence. They would become nothing but a blue and pink floating orb. The blue orb would quickly float away and off into the distance, and the pink orb turned into Fauna. Wait, where am I? I'm still thinking, but I don't have a body. Ah, uh, yes, little Fawn. I was hoping to discuss something with you. Who are you? What's going on? Where is my body? I am Josh Dowd, the creator. And what's going on is the ending of all existence as we know it. A past event has set things into motion that should never have been set. An old enemy will return to claim life, but only you and the other chosen one can set things correct again. You two are the jewels of this whole thing, but it won't be easy. I hope you choose the correct path. I have given you a glimpse of the future. I have shown you what happens. All you showed me was Rocky and my kids. I showed you what happened, and now it's all changed. You've gotten a glimpse of what you're fighting for. You must manage to beat this thing before it returns and destroys everything. Don't blink 182 times away with the angels and airwaves. But I don't remember anything from the first time. I don't even have a body. Josh Dowd appeared and clapped his hands together. Don't make the same mistake twice. This would return Fauna to her body, but not the one that she was familiar with. We see Fauna was a human in a reindeer costume. Whoa, what? The baby frick! Why am I human? Ha 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 ha. Because, Fauna Grass, you are really a human. A human who voices the character Fauna Grass. This is what you look like in reality. What about everybody else? Same thing. Rocky and Lemur are even voiced by the same dude. It's up to you to figure it all out. The Rolling Stones have been set, and the power of ACDC has been cast, and it all goes down on the Black Sabbath. Whatever happens now is due for all life as we know it. Please be careful and beat the killers once and for all. Yeah, yes, who am I beating? Fauna faded back to reality with Pixie and Sadie shaking her shoulder. She lifted her head up against the bar and awoke. It's time to go. Whoa, can we come back here again? I had the craziest time inside my mind from that wine. That place is so hot, like 98 degrees hot. We sure can. My trip was a dream theater listening to songs, but I didn't see a jukebox or a radio anywhere, which is weird. How did I hear the music then? Was I an audio slave? And my radio head? Maybe Fauna and I sang it, not thinking. Fauna? Fauna? Secret Squirrel? Bird Dog? What? Huh? I'm, I'm here. Is everything okay? You've been zoned out for quite some time now. Yeah, I'm fine. I think I drank a little too much and just saw weird things. Saw weird things how? Like what? Like I was a cartoon character, voiced by a human, we all are. And our program is gonna end unless we find a way to save it. What? Your trip sounds way better than mine. I was just a superhero for this town of Good Charlotte. No, wait, was it Blackstone Cherry Pines? No, what was it called? 
Mm. Oh yeah, Everclear. Right? I just got music, but Fauna got like a vision quest. Something's gonna happen and end everything and it's up to us to stop it. We gotta get home quick before the town turns into seven dust. The girls would enjoy the rest of their night and catch the plane home in the morning. They would arrive home and Sadie and Fauna got text from Lemur and Rocky saying they would be back later that afternoon. They unpacked and relaxed for a few hours before going back to the airport. They talked amongst themselves while waiting for the guys. So we established you love him so much. But what's Rocky's worst qualities? Mm, his clothes are tacky, like weird outdated songs. Some of his PJ pants don't even have a flap. The flap? Oh my Bugs Bunny. How dare they hide his third eye blind? What's the flaps? The part of the guy's pants where he can flap his penis out. Okay, what else? He can be a scaredy cat and whiny as hell. What's wrong with that? You love wine. Ooh. You two are idiots. Anyway, it doesn't matter. He's my bird dog. I love him. We are like brand new backseat lovers when we get together. Hey, if you ladies don't mind me asking, what are you guys packing size-wise? Rocky definitely has a tenacious D. Lemurs is more like a blind melon, but he knows how to use it. Okay, that's all I need to hear. As long as you're both happy, I like both of them. I'm with you. But if they ever break your heart, I'll snap him like a twig and kill them in a drowning pool. Yeah, right, motherfuckers. I'm disturbed. 311! As the girls are waiting outside the guy's gate, they would finally emerge. And Fauna would greet Rocky with a big old smooch. Hey, my fuzz head is home. Hey, beautiful! Did you miss me? Is George Michael the singer of Wham? Um, yeah! <laughs> hey, so listen, babe. I'm so sorry about before. And Shh. It's okay. Pixie explained everything. I'm done being mad over something I have no control over. It was a mistake. Shit happens. That's why they put erasers on pencils, right? Lima reached into his bag and pulled out a gift for Sadie. At the same time, Sadie reached her hands from behind her back and pulled out a gift for Lima. They both opened up the presents at the same time, and it was revealed that they actually got each other the same gift. It was a rare wallflower from over at Crazy Town Paradise. You know what they say, great minds think alike. <laughs> so, how was your magical ladies time? Ooh, babe, by any chance did you bring my Chevelle Mary Jane to pick us up? You named your Chevelle Mary Jane? Why? Cause it's Spider-Man's wife. <laughs> Ugh, such a lame thing to do. No, sorry babe, we took the Bachman Turner Overdrive. It hits the pavement real smooth. Our time was not so magical, we did exactly what we said. Drank, gossip, you'll never guess who has the biggest wiener amongst Tommy, Lemur, and Rocky. It's me. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold that horse the band right there. It's all about how you use it, not the size. Size does matter. Sometimes, though. Didn't I just say that the other day? What do you believe now, Fun? Fun on Dr. Nose two times. While Lemur and Rocky picked up their baggage and started to walk away, a nearby television screen told the world news, and the anchor said, And world news, a turtle by the name of Tommy Turtle, and his two friends, Rocky Raccoon and Lamar Lemur, find evidence that Eddie the Mummy from Iron Maiden once existed. People in the airport recognize Lemur and Rocky from the story on the TV, but nobody from the gang notices, as the news shows stock footage of Crazy Town Paradise. You also see a quick glimpse of the girls on the TV. Even though the story is all about Lima, Rocky, and Tommy. So, what do you ladies think? Next time Tommy calls us for an adventure, you want in, right? I so want in! I got the weed! Sign me up too! I'll come and document it. I can't wait to hear about your adventure. 
Did you fight any Papa Roaches? Or wave the anti-flag of a Silverstein? How about battle baby metal in a hailstorm led by Coheed and Cambria? Wait a minute, we didn't do any of that! But we did help Tommy prove that Eddie the Mummy was real. And I even returned home with a net gain of plus 44. <laughs> I thought it was some 41. <laughs> yep, that theory of a dead man can now be laid to rest. Control yourself. You're better off alone. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help myself. It's a good song. And the myth of Eddie the Mummy was totally busted like a deer in the headlights. Smack! So what'd you guys end up doing? So like, what didn't we do? We took a Jefferson airplane over to Paradise. We totally helped Tommy catch Eddie from the band Iron Maiden. He had this weird cool contraption that he got from a Judas priest. I think he said it was called an Iron Maiden. Yup, and he said that he traded anthrax tickets to even get the little mini Iron Maiden. It was really cool looking bird dogs. It was really hard not to steal it. Also, we fought Misfit Fiends, Saw Cage, the Elephant Man, a giant incubus, and fought with some TLC. Spears. <laughs> yeah, and all this went down in a cold temple of the dog. I even had a mean screaming smashing pumpkin hit me right in my white snake. Your white snake? You know, my real big fish. That's so cool. Sounds like you bird dogs were like in sync Beastie Boys. It's Backstreet Boys, Fauna. No. Hey, wait a minute. You know, Liam, you totally won the bet for being able to blink 182 times in one minute. Here's your 50 cents. And here's a nickelback. <laughs> oh my, Atreyu. Atreyu? Zebrahead? Hey, I know a guy that used to live three doors down from me. Way to throw a fastball into my memory. Did you guys happen to see the rainbow death cap for cuties, the neon trees? Breaking Benjamin or Alice in Chains? We sure did. We got to ride in this train that looked like a red hot chili pepper, and it rushed us all around like sugar rays of sunshine. We also saw a sugar cult of Pink Floyd robe-wearing worshippers, too. They're the Pink Floyds trying to summon algae again. You know, it was actually quite a fun time until we ran into issues at the bar with Tommy exposing himself. We had to get the Duran Duran out of there! Story of the year, am I right? Only us. I know, right? And Rocky says to me on our way out of the temple that he's gonna be taking back Sundays. <laughs> hey, I really meant that. My day to do nothing if I'm taking back Sundays. But isn't that every day? Ooh. Oh, burn. <laughs> you know what, bird dogs? This is what makes life's journey so great. It's all about the journey and the stories that we share with one another. Ah, <sighs> what a great day. Look at that sun setting on this sunny day real estate. It looks bitchin'. Oh, hey, bird dogs. Look at what I snagged from inside the temple. Oh, what is it? What did you steal? It's a golden scorpion that's made from Metallica! The shiniest of Metallics out there! Check it out! Rocky! You can't go anywhere in public without stealing anything, can you? Yeah, I could, but what fun would that be? I agree with Lamer. You couldn't go anywhere without stealing anything. I could go to, um, uh, um, damn it! Oh wait, no, I could go to a library. You don't want to steal books from a library. Plus, I hate books. Oh, Skid Row, too. You ain't stealing nothing out of there. Rocky went over and gave Fauna a big hug and said, oh, I missed you, bird dog. We totally had a bogus journey. Wait, no, excellent adventure. I wish you were there, babe. We could have totally used some saving. 
Hey everybody, look! I totally brought back a big-ass LL Cool J for us to enjoy some newfound glory to. The guys took their luggage and put it inside of the car while the women got inside and started the car up. Fauna had a worrisome look on her face, but nobody noticed. She knew something bad was coming, but what she didn't know or how to stop it. Her thoughts were of suicidal tendencies on whether the cure could be found and fix everything. Fauna wondered how she was going to tell the rest of the gang. She nodded her head and knew that now was not the time or place. As the gang takes off driving, we see a pig fly across the sky. His name is Algie Floyd and is a true superhero for the town of Crazy Town Paradise. It is considered good luck and good fortune for those that actually get a glimpse of him and it is extremely rare. Algie the pig salutes the audience and flies off into the sky. Rocky gets a quick glimpse of him and bellows out. Whoa! Since when can pigs fly? They can't. What are you talking about, Toto? I ain't no dog. I'm like a Fleetwood Mac. Beautiful, majestic, and rare. Damn it, Rocky! You better not have cursed us with that stupid scorpion thing! That happened one time! Sheesh, chill out. Have some bamboo, bird dog. You know, that flight took forever. I'm totally armored for sleep when we get home. Fauna, you up for a nappy roni? We see the car fade away in the distance, and we zoom up towards the sky that is blue and has chemolimulus clouds in it. Algae Floyd flies up to the center of the screen and tells us. <laughs> Tune in and zone out. We'll see you next time on Wham Radio, where pigs can fly. <laughs>